Hey, welcome back. It is BetQL's Tailgate to Kickoff. I'm Ryan Horvath, Saturday, October 28th edition, 942 Eastern Time, meaning about two hours, 20 minutes before Big Noon Kickoff. And we got PJ Glasser joining us, host of Send It In. PJ, thanks so much. I've been a little under the weather, so I appreciate it. And also, like you said before, uh, we got back on the air here. This is not the best board. Uh, like a lot of the things that I liked, a lot of the numbers are gone, right? Like I wanted yeah. Purdue at three. I still bet Purdue at two and a half, but we're down to one and a half. I bet Iowa State at one, uh, pretty much at pick. They're up to three. And then like a couple more of these. Arizona, I liked against Oregon State at four and a half, but now we're down to three. Don't like it as much. Uh, the market getting a little bit beat up. I liked Marshall actually at four. I bet a bad number. That's down to three without Grayson McCall. I can't bet Coastal Carolina without Grayson McCall. But before we get into futures, talk a little uh, Heisman. I want to talk some Alabama football with you, of course, and SEC. Anything that you do like today? Yeah, I mean, in like you said, Ryan, the slate's pretty tough. A lot of these numbers are kind of starting to move. Like Colorado's down to 14 and a half now against UCLA. I didn't think we'd see a move that big. The two games that kind of stuck out to me from the start this week, one of them's really ugly, but I like Vanderbilt plus the points, 24 and a half against Ole Miss. I just think it's a really good spot to fade the Rebels this week. So two weeks ago, Ryan, they had their bye. Then they played Auburn last week, a place they hadn't won in Jordan-Hare. They'd only won there one time in their last nine trips. So that was obviously a place Kiffin wanted to win. They get that win. After Vanderbilt this week, the next two weeks for Ole Miss, home against A&M and then at Georgia. So two big games for them coming up. Vanderbilt, meanwhile, you know, you look at their SEC schedule. They played Georgia, Mizzou, Kentucky this year. Lost all three of those games by 17 points. Then they also played Florida, and they lost by 24. We just need that same result once more. We need them to lose by 24. So I like them 24 and a half. And then I like Washington in a bounce back today. Anything under 28, I would take the Huskies. Like, Ryan, you could just see last week coming, couldn't you? Coming off that yeah. Oregon win, it's late night in Seattle, it's raining. You're playing a one-win Arizona State team. Penix doesn't even throw a touchdown. That was their clunker game. Now I think they come back. They look like the Washington we've seen for much of the year. Stanford's really struggled against ranked teams this year. Like Oregon blasted them. USC waxed them. So I think a lot of people might try and take Stanford tonight just thinking, oh, maybe Washington kind of is reeling a little bit after the Oregon game. I think they roll today. So those are the two games that jumped out to me. I want to get your uh, thoughts on this one, though, because I bet it on the open. I like the Ducks at four. I don't know about six and a half. And if we get to seven, I would probably have to bet Utah to principal at home. Totals 47 and a half. What do you think about Oregon, Utah? Do you have a lean or who would you bet in that game? I don't. It would be it would be Utah or pass for me. And it's just because of the respect that I have for them at home. I mean, Kyle, Bryce Eccles has turned into maybe the toughest place to play in college football. They don't ever lose there. And, you know, it's not like the spread is, is two and a half, three, three and a half. It's all the way towards six and a half. So it's close to a touchdown. So it would be Utah or pass for me. Oregon is, is way more talented. But we've kind of seen the Ducks go into some hostile environments this year. They should have lost to Texas Tech earlier in the year. They lost to Washington earlier in the year. So they've tended to play some, some tight games in these uh in these big environments so they're they're more talented than utah you know i was on usc last week i thought usc would handle their business but kyle winningham is just he's one of the best in the business i think he'll find a way to keep this game close so i would take the youths with the points today yeah i love kyle winningham so much man he's talking about his quarterback being a pig farmer he showed up on a chopper on a motorcycle yesterday on the uh i think that was on mcafee i saw it on espn 
All right, let's uh, get into business here. We're talking with PJ Glasser, host of Send It In, right here on the BetQL Network. So, PJ, uh, Alabama alum, huge fan. So, obviously, Alabama, big game coming up. I'm looking at November 4th, next week, at home, number nine, Alabama, against number 15, LSU. The reason I wanted to talk about this game, PJ, this Alabama team, I know they're not, like, blowing teams out. This isn't your Bryce Young, Tua-type offense with Milrow leading the way and Tommy Reese calling plays. But the defense, if you look at the numbers, just as good as they've been the last couple of years, and they lose a guy like Will Anderson. You know, the, the secondary I actually like with Kool-Aid McKinstry. The offensive line I'm not the biggest fan of. I still worry a little bit when Bama goes on the road. But I wanted to talk yeah. about this game because Jaden Daniels right now is plus 325 to win the Heisman. Alabama is 14-1 to to win the national championship. I think if LSU beats Bama, Jaden Daniels ends up winning Heisman. I think if Bama gets past LSU, they go to the SEC championship game and zombie Bama goes to the uh, playoff with only one loss. I don't know how, but I just I see it happening, and the price is 14-1. to 1. I don't know that we ever get that with Bama again. What do you think the better bet would be? I guess I'm, what I'm asking you is, does LSU beat your Tide next week? You know, I think they definitely could. I'm nervous. Ryan, I think the play, you know, a lot of people are going to like LSU money line next week. Why not just take LSU division winner at plus 350, right? Like that's the play. If you like LSU to win that game because Ole Miss does have the tiebreaker over LSU, but as I just mentioned, they have to travel to Georgia and play Georgia, right? So they're not going to win the SEC West. LSU, like you said, I think the winner of that game next week is going to win the West. I'm with you on Jaden Daniels. If LSU just had one loss, he would be the favorite right now to win the Heisman. Like, the numbers that he's putting up is absolutely insane. I'll go on the other side, though, Ryan. I texted you earlier in the week. I could not believe the number next to Jalen Milrow to win the Heisman was 100 to 1. I think that number is absolutely insane. I don't think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. But as you know, like a lot of the times in future bets, you just bet numbers. Jalen Milrow, like you said, Bama can still make the playoff. They could still win the national championship game. I think about Derrick Henry and Devontae Smith, two guys who have kind of won the Heisman here in recent years. They've come into the LSU game totally off the radar. Like, really, nobody's talking about them. Both of those guys explode in that game, and then they become a couple of the names on the short list to win the Heisman. LSU's defense is terrible. Like, I can see a scenario where Milrow throws for, like, 350, four or five touchdowns, Bama wins in a shootout, and then that 100-1 to is all the way down to like a 20-1 to or something like that. So I think for price alone, you have to grab that. He obviously has to play LSU. He still has to play against Auburn. He's probably going to play against Georgia in the SEC. Like he has so many marquee games left, and I think 100-1, to like that was the futures bet that jumped out to me. I'm with you on Bama and the defense. I think Kevin Steele is the second-best D.C., that Nick has had since he's been at Bama, obviously with Kirby being the best, his adjustments that he makes at halftime, Ryan, like if you go back and you look through Bama's numbers this season, what they do to teams in the second half, it's incredible. They completely shut them down. Obviously last week against Tennessee, they outscored him 27, nothing. So Steele's been terrific. Milrose getting better and better each and every week. I don't know if this team's good enough to win the title. Their offense is still a little too inconsistent. For me, Burton's emerged as the wide receiver number one. McClellan's awesome at running back. But I'm with you. The O-line in some of these big environments still kind of worries me a little bit. See, why I like Bama 
as a Notre Dame guy, I could tell you games that Brian Kelly wins, and I could tell you games where Brian Kelly loses. And I do not see Brian Kelly, even with that offense, and that defense is terrible, like you said, out-coaching big Nick Saban. So I like Bama next week, man, and that's why right now, okay, so they're 14-1 to to win the national title. And I'm with you. Like, once they get to the playoff, if they get to the playoff, I don't know what happens. But you could also – Go over to BetMGM and you could get a plus 275 price just to make the 2023-24 college football playoff. The reason I like that, I do think Georgia's getting clipped. I actually think Florida's going to play Georgia tough today. Um, I do too. Famous last words. I'll tune in. It'll be 48 nothing. And McConkie right. will have like four touchdowns. But it's okay. So Bama hosts LSU. That's why I like them. After that, they go on the road, but it's against Kentucky. Kentucky's really overrated. Devin Leary's Not been worried. awful this season. Yeah. Then it's Chattanooga, who I didn't even know has a football team. And then they close out the season on the road against Auburn. So Bama could go on a little run. And wouldn't it make sense, like this boring Bama team that nobody likes, you know, like they don't have a whole lot of superstars. This would be the team that would win a national championship. Like this year especially, because everybody's talking about Michigan and we're talking about these Pac-12 teams. Still on a neutral, like give me Bama against Oregon, Washington, with all that offense. I just, it's a whole nother world in the SEC, Peach. You know this, man. I mean, Ryan, Saban, the last two times he's lost a game at home, his teams has go- have gone on to win a national championship. He obviously lost to Texas earlier this year, and I didn't think they would beat A&M. They did that. They survived Tennessee. And like you said, the schedule is still tough. That Auburn game at the end of the year, though, like, Ryan, I think a lot of people just assume if Bama wins, you know, if they beat LSU next week, they're going to go to the SEC title game with everything in front of them. I know how that Auburn game goes. That's going to be a three-point game coming right down to the wire, final possession. Hugh Freeze has obviously beaten Saban twice when he was the coach at Ole Miss. And those games at Jordan-Hare, they're always the same. They're always close. They're always right down to the wire. So tough schedule for Bama. I don't love the price next to their name. And because they're Alabama, that's why the price is as low as it is, just because their schedule is really tough and they obviously can't afford to lose a game. But you're right. I mean, people have counted this team out so many times. It would make sense that, you know, this team would kind of be in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. It's going to that game next week against LSU. I can't wait. It's going to be really good. You know what, Peach? If I can't get you to be a believer, I'm going to be a believer. Best bet, Alabama, 14 to 1 and plus 275 to make the playoff. Iowa State, money line, minus 150. Purdue, plus one and a half. Gross. Michigan State, plus six and a half. Florida plus 14 and a half. And I'm going to lay a favorite. Give me Ohio State. Give me the Buckeyes 14 and a half in Camp Randall tonight against Wisconsin. Peach, before I let you go, we both bet some Dylan Gabriel Heisman futures. He's down to 12 to 1. What concerns me is not a whole lot of big games down the stretch. Like Kansas today, okay. Um, Who would you, who scares you the most? J.J. McCarthy's plus 240. Not who would you bet because I feel like these numbers are gone. But McCarthy's plus 240. Penix Jr. plus 300. Jaden Daniels plus 325, Jordan Travis 9 to 1, or you already gave out Milrow, but like realistically, in uh, 60 seconds or less, who scares you the most? Oh, it's Penix, 100%. Penix? Uh, Washington, oh yeah, Washington goes as Penix goes. Like we've already seen, right? Again, he doesn't throw a touchdown last week, and they have to escape in a one win Arizona State team at home. He doesn't throw a touchdown against Arizona. They struggle to win that game by seven. Washington goes as Penix goes. That's how they're built. That's how DeBoer's teams are built. So he's the guy. I mean, if they go undefeated, if they run through their schedule, they win the Pac-12, it's it's Michael Penix award. Like, it's that simple. He's going to be the guy that wins. So he would be the one that would scare me the most. 
Peach, thanks so much. Have a good day out on the town. PJ skipping college football today. He's going out with the boys, getting some drinks. Have a good one, man. Thanks so much for giving us some time today. PJ Glasser, host Ascended In, right here on the BetQL Network. Really quick, we got 45 seconds. Let's try to hit these. Under 51 and a half, UConn, BC. Over 52, Florida State, Wake Forest. Penn State, minus 31 and a half. Iowa State, minus one. Purdue, plus two and a half. And uh, Michigan State, plus seven. Those were the numbers we bet. BetQL tailgate to kick off. We'll be back next Saturday. If you missed any of BetQL's tailgate kickoff presented by BetMGM, listen back anytime on the Odyssey app.